The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. It is, uh, it's such an honor to be of service to, to you all, uh, each week, each day of each week, actually. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a lot of change in the air, uh, in many, many ways. Today, uh, I get to have a great, great conversation with someone I met personally at one of the event uh, in Seattle, uh, along with uh, a number of other great visionaries, and and that's James uh, O'Day joining me here today. You know, cultivating peace, becoming a 21st century peace ambassador. That is that is his latest book, but it's more than a book. When we think about what life is asking us to bring forth. Do we wake up every day and think war? Do we think poverty? Do What do we think? You know, do you think for the worst of the world or yourselves or your family, or do you think the best? Do you live in a place of hope or in a place of despair? You know, today we get to have a phenomenal conversation and and tap into some of the uh, incredible works of of James O'D cultivating peace becoming a 21st century peace ambassador you know I, I was getting ready for this show and i thought to myself you know this is going to be a lesson here's where i get to, here's where i get schooled by one of the best you know james is a well known figure he is a social healer peace builder uh i got to hear him speak personally at uh, one of the most uh, transformative events in Seattle, uh, won the event. And most importantly, this is someone that has been a champion of peace, been recognized as a champion of peace, uh, and reconciliation and forgiveness. And each day, uh, what we have is we have a question that we get to ask ourselves and probably one and many more. You know, what else can we expect what can we truly step forth and and live in to be able to become this ambassador, this 21st century peace ambassador? James, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Be back with you again, really. It's it was so good to finally meet you at uh, one the event uh 91111 uh in Seattle. Uh and I want to ask you a question uh, as we talk about cultivating peace. How would you characterize the 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 change that is in the air since that event? How would you characterize what's going on in politics and what's going on globally in the world? Are we getting any better at this, James? Well, I think what is happening is that on the surface we see the cracks, the cracks appearing in the financial system, the impending disasters, floods, fires, raging storms, resulting from climate change, global warming. We see polarization in politics as people fight for a little wedge of the truth. And yet, underneath, 
the sleeping giant is waking. That is my true belief, that the so-called average person is waking up. They're more subtle, they're more tolerant, they're more forgiving. And that capacity in the field of consciousness itself across the planet is about to rise up and face in a new way all of these challenges that faces that are so real, so disastrous, that could create so much chaos in the world. There is something in us that is creating a new peace movement, and it's not the finger-pointing movement of the past. It's not the shout-in-your-face peace movement. It's not even, what do we want? Peace. When do we want it? Now. You know, that's what we've discovered is a wonder-bred illusion. It's got to be cultivated, this peace. In our families, we've got to teach our children nonviolent communication. In our schools, heart-centered learning, integrating the emotional body with the intellectual body. In our politics, civility and dialogue, all of these elements have to be cultivated. But once we do, peace is that bridge between the inner realm of spiritual clarity and knowledge and, and the outer realm of social tranquility, nonviolence, and peace. Yeah, I was really struck by something. I don't know, James, if you've been, uh, you know, watching the uh, Olympics at all. Um, but I was struck by uh, two things. Someone asked me the other day, what was the most, uh, you know, uh, how should I say, uh, transformative moment at the Olympics for you? You know, what is it that you loved? You, you know, being a, having some roots and being a, a table tennis player back in my day, you know, everybody thought that I would say, oh, the table tennis championship, but I didn't. I, I was touched and I cried. And there was a moment in, in, in the races, the, you know, the, um, like Karani James in the 400 meter goal. There was a moment that I don't think anyone could have anticipated. And in that moment, there was a, a runner that was running and, and he had, um, he had never been born with uh, uh, complete body parts. He was missing the bottom parts of his leg, and 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 he was he was there, James, and he ran this race. And of course, you know, I mean, many people thought uh, he had to work very hard to get in to qualify because they thought it was an advantage. And what I was struck by was at the end of the uh, qualifying race, you know, the young man. Uh, from uh, South Africa didn't make the race, but the winner of the gold did. And he walked up to him and he made a gesture and asked if he could exchange uh, the front panel that has your name on it. And I think there was a moment there that really talks to what you're saying, and I hope so, because it was a moment that had never happened before by people that have grown up in, in a place of struggle and it was such a profound moment, it started a movement. And I wanted to ask you, how do each of us take a look at something like that and hold it in this place of cultivating? A wonderful example, yes. An example of how we can mirror generosity to each other. We can mirror these capacities that are so different than the landscape of politics that we see at the moment. Imagine our politicians doing that for each other. Instead, they stay in the sandbox, you know, and, and are always throwing things in each other's faces. But we, 
are you know capacitated to love to forgive to be grateful and uh, I think that mirroring whether it's in the home it's in the school it's in the office peace work is right in front of our faces we know you know if we go into the office go into our workplace that there are going to be tensions there's going to be some element of conflict going on there's probably in certain places in a number of places bullying goes on you know I, in the book I talk about there are physical bullies we all know about them and that but then there are also emotional and psychological and intellectual bullies and the emotional bully is telling you there's something wrong with what you feel you shouldn't be feeling that you should be feeling guilty about that you should be feeling this or that that's bullying you in terms of your emotional state or the intellectual bully you shouldn't be thinking that that's the wrong way to think let me tell you how to think you know this is the right way to think and so what we can learn now in this new peace movement are the skills to deal with these forms of conflict these forms of bullying these forms of violent communication and transform them so before you know at the table of peace we had law and you know some of these elements now we have psychology spirituality communication skills we have a whole new range of elements at the table in terms of our peace work that can really capacitate us so that we do shine our highest light and our best light and when we do people follow people respond to that James O.D. joining me here today. Uh, the book that I keep referring to for all of you out there is called Cultivating Peace, Becoming a 21st Century Peace Ambassador. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we need to move from, what we need to move towards, and most importantly, is this an inside job? Do we start on the inside or do we start on the outside or do we do a combination of both? This and lots more today on the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by my very special guest joining me here today, James O.D. When we come back, this will be an invitation for all of us to ask the question, what can I do differently here? Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today or online visit hayhouse.com. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us 
that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I get to have a great conversation with James O.D. joining me here today. He is, uh, you know, former Washington office director, Amnesty International, uh, past president of the Institute of Noetic Science, and joining me here today as the author of Cultivating Peace, Becoming a 21st Century Peace Ambassador. Wow. You know, for, for many of us, James, and thank you so much for, for joining me uh, here today. I had a little flashback here during the break. Um, I have read your book, and, and there were certain things you talked about, what we are moving from. And I remember being in a march, you know, it, it, on Washington, D.C. I'm not even going to tell you what year, but yeah, I'll date myself for a minute. You know, and being out there with people like Gloria Steinem and Bella Abzug in the bra-burning scenario. Do you, remember, do, do you recollect that, James, a little bit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That we thought we were doing something really cool and symbolic, you know, very much out there and very much vocal. And, and I guess what's happening is we don't see that kind of protest except for when we saw the protest on Wall Street. And so if there's another way, what is that other way? Because at times I think we get hung up that we're not making much progress. Tell us what we're moving from and what we need to become. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and I hope me. you don't have an image of me with the bra burning thing going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> People say, you know, oh my, the peace movement has gone away. And I say, no, no. You know, for every peace banner that's uh, getting dusty in someone's attic, <laughs> There is a teacher in a classroom 
integrating intellectual and emotional intelligence. There's a social worker, there's a psychologist, there's a parent teaching beautiful nonviolent communication skills to their children. So I think, you know, we've scaled the walls and we're working inside the systems. And we're moving from, you know, being locked into outrage and anger at violence and being defined as a protest movement or simply as an anti-war movement to creating a culture of peace from the ground up and the inside out. And again, we discovered really somewhere along the line that reactive condemnation of others arising out of our superior moral position, it just doesn't work. We're moving towards dialogue, listening, and drawing on nonviolent communication strategies. You know, this idea, James, I want to ask you about that, you know, as as part of this is, you know, what are the uh, ideological frameworks that are being busted, that are being shifted? Some people say we're not in a paradigm shift. You know, that that worked for large, really obvious kind of change. You know, we're into a different kind of shift, something transformative that's almost like breathing. And I'd love to get your opinion on that. Is it one, the other, or a combination of both? Um, it's really both. So that, you know, in my own career, I discovered that I had to, when I was in Amnesty International and working at, at that level on torture, murder, mayhem, mm. on a global scale, that I, you know, pumped this moral outrage and this fury and always pointing the finger but at some point, I realized it's just burning me out. It's, it's, it's burning me up. And so I had to learn that self-care. I had to go in, you know, and look at how, what, wait a minute, I have an obligation to replenish myself, to nurture myself, and that that's nothing wrong with that, that that's good, at de- developing that inner core focusing more on the quality of the relationships around me and those inner attributes. But they cycle in or outer because the more you develop those inner capacities, the more those around you feel the healing. I often say healing is never the end of the story. If I do healing work on myself, that's not the end of the story. I am healed. Hooray. No, rather that when I am doing this healing work, healing spreads healing moves out it you know others around you say wow you know james is less fanatical these days he's less uptight and so they benefit from that so that's why peace is so interesting dr pat because it really is this bridge that connects the inner and the outer that once we do the inner work you know when we release we let go we let go of those toxic feelings of unforgiveness towards another person, then the the others in the outer realm experience that. And so we always have with peace this circuitry of the inner and the outer. That's why I think it will go on transforming until we transform more and more people. More people experience nonviolent communication, healing, forgiveness, reconciliation. One of the things that, you, you, you know, I know you talk about in the book is, you know, this battleground of proving who is right and who is wrong uh, and understanding a bigger worldview, coming to that place of common ground. 
And yet, I, I can't help, I, I, I can't help but kind of comment on two things. Yes, I mentioned to you we're in the middle of political, uh, political election year. Uh, and the other two, the other thing at the same time, what's hitting the movie theaters is a complete spoof, a comedy, a call campaign. And, and I was really struck by, um, how much money are, that are going into campaign ads that are, are so negative and hurtful at some level. Uh, what do we say to this, James? I mean, shouldn't we be learning from our leaders or am I stuck in the seventies? No, you're absolutely right. I did a Huffington Post blog, which I do occasionally, on the qualities needed for political life. And I say, number one, please don't go into politics if you don't have empathy, if you don't have the capacity to stand in the shoes of the other and experiencing why they might feel what they're feeling, why they might believe what they're believing, why they might think what they're thinking. Just get out of politics because you do the country no service, you do humanity no service without empathy. I also say, don't go into politics if you can't dialogue. If all you are good at is this adolescent insult hurling and disrespectful diminishment of the other person, stay out, because the average person is beyond that, is way beyond that. And the third quality, I say, is this capacity to represent the whole. We're here as a whole. We have differences. We have different lives. We have different cultural perspectives and values. How do we make the whole work rather than how do we break down the whole so that one party, one element can succeed and triumph over the other? And so I really think it's time to get out of the sandbox. You know, I remind people that when I was an adolescent, I got an award in London as Teenager of the Year in England for the work I did organizing young people around senior citizens. And when I did that, the political authorities woke up and the head of the welfare authority wrote me a letter and said, it seems as if you've got a very large criticism of the work we do for senior citizens. I would so appreciate it if you would come and talk to me about it. You know, this was great for a 16-year-old power trip, but what I, uh, how I responded was very adolescent. I said, I wrote back and said, you know what you need to do, and when you do it, we can meet. Well, you know, that's fine for an adolescent to act like that, to say, you know, just go and do it. But really, we don't need our politicians to be adolescents. We need them to engage in the deepest dialogue that humanity has ever needed in this crisis on planet Earth. You know, this is, uh, I love that example that you just gave, because, you know, I, I look back and, and I think, wow, how freeing. It, it, it was to be an adolescent and to be out there and to pretty much, yeah, James, feel pretty good about saying just about anything. But we're not, you're right, we're not adolescent anymore. You know, <clears throat> we've at least said yes to uh, getting a little bit more seasoned. When we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a very, very famous quote. What does it mean? What does it mean to be the change? What is this quote mean right now in the world and is this just for the top one percent do you feel isolated and not involved when we come back we'll be talking with my very special guest james od about cultivating peace and about what this means at many many levels in many many walks of life 
to be the change. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. For more information about us, you can go to drpatlive.com or you can go to transformationtalkradio.com. When we come back, we'll give you lots of information about how to find out more about James's work and about how you might be an ambassador, a peace ambassador in the 21st century. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium, animal communicator, Elizabeth Anglin. The hit radio show Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina is energizing people everywhere to rise to the occasion of their lives. Do you feel overwhelmed by all the information out there that's designed to improve your life? Do you feel that you're destined to become more? Are you sometimes afraid to fully express who you are? Let Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina help you to step into true empowerment, leading you to greater joy, ease, and abundance. Co-host Christine Upchurch and Sabrina Fritz in invite you to join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio and rise to the occasion of your life. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. 
888-379-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Cultivating Peace, Becoming a 21st Century Peace Ambassador. James O.D. joining me here today. Uh, James, uh, thank you for joining me. Before we uh, continue, I would love for people to know more about you, how to find out about the work that you're doing, and get a, and how to get a copy of the book. Uh, yes, it's jamesod.com, so that's spelled jamesodea.com, jamesod.com. There you can get links to the book and the international peace-building and peacemaking courses I teach with students from over 30 countries. We're starting another seven-week course and next Tuesday in collaboration with the SHIFT Network. You can also go to the SHIFT Network. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can get the book from Amazon. Of course, they always have good rates there. And it's called Cultivating Peace, Becoming a 21st Century Peace Ambassador. You know, before the break, James, I said, uh, you know, is this for all of us? I mean, do each and every one of us have the ability to, you know, step forth in, in becoming a 21st century peace ambassador? You know, I remember taking some courses, you know, in, in, in school. And, you know, the first, my first introduction to leadership, the, I'll call it theory, leadership theory. You know, there was a big debate that we were asked to have uh, as to whether leaders can be made or are they naturally born? And, and, and this is kind of at the same platform. It's kind of like, do you have that peace gene or not? Can we cultivate peace in individuals that may not quite be there? Uh, yes, I think definitely so. I think we can build uh, people's capacity for empathy. And there has even been curricula material used in various states like in New York State and they show that when you teach kids about empathy all their other test scores improve so we know that these emotional these heart-centered intelligences actually affect other intelligences we know that you can improve somebody's capacity to listen some people have you know let's face it a terrible capacity terrible lack of capacity in this area but you can teach them how to listen more deeply we we assume that we know about listening but in fact we can go all the way to a very deep level of heart-centered listening and when we do we literally the science tells us we literally start to affect the vibration the emotional field the the field of limbic resonance the other person right all the way through to the amygdala in their midbrain which is where the alarm station is and start to calm calm that down so i think yes there are basic skills that are coming through in psychology and communication skills in negotiation and mediation in nonviolent communication skills that we can learn and adapt to and they make tremendous difference in the workplace in the schoolyard, in our family situation. You know, one of the things that um, that uh, uh, I was I was reading in your book, and I think this really talks to what you're saying. Uh, you talk about achieving peace through create you know creativity and dialogue. And I was reading an article uh, a couple of weeks ago where the author uh, was claiming that 
in the world, in the digital world we live in, you know, he was asking the question, are we, you know, losing our creativity? And, uh, and, and, and it's an interesting question. And yet at the same time, we have some of the most phenomenal breakthroughs in technology and medicine and so forth and so on. So what role does creativity play in cultivating peace? An enormous uh, influence. But it begins right at that place where we were talking about before, the connection between the inner and the outer, that sense of... I count, I matter, I can influence, I can change, I can change the family patterns that have existed that have been transferred from generation to generation. We know that so many of the wounding patterns get transferred and each of us has the capacity to begin to break those cycles of wounding both at the local, at the immediate family level, the local level and the national level. And so I, I really think it begins with that sense of, wow, I can really influence and change the story, and I can develop these capacities to do so. And then you see people get wonderfully creative, creative in how they address with grandpa or father or mother things that needed to be talked about. You know, and we see on the international scene clowns for peace, doctors for peace, all kinds of ways in which people are using their media skills, their dance skills, their theater skills. In Northern Ireland, I I witnessed the theater of witness for peace where they actually involved in the performance the real-life stories of real people in the community who'd experienced terrorism or conflict on all sides of the equation completely transformative theater. So I say the possibilities for creativity are endless. And um, I think we need that creativity and we need that sense of empowerment. It goes back to that power place because I think we, we saw so many abuses of power that the peace movement sort of turned away from power. Now we have to turn back to power and say, no, it, it's power of healing. It's the power of the peaceful or just as that young man stood in front of all those tanks in Tiananmen Square years ago, and they all yes. tanks invading the square stopped because he stood out and he walked in front of the tanks. So I would say, again, let's connect the inner and the outer. Let's grasp our power. Marianne William talks about this, Williamson talks about this so powerfully too that. We, we shouldn't be shy about power because, as you were saying before, it's the power to be the change that the world needs. You know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, in, in, in sort of the years of my corporate work and, and, and working with women, one of the hardest things for, for women to, to say uh, or be is say, I am powerful. Um, they will say a lot of things, and I'm not characterizing all women, but this is a, a theme that I found, James, in, in some of the work that I've done. But it's a theme. You know, the, saying the I am powerful, uh, and I, I don't know if this is the same for men, but saying I am powerful seems to be uh, a very complex uh, uh, behavior that 
feels uncomfortable for people. You know, standing in a powerful place, how do we become the change yes, exactly if we cannot be... So many associations with the power to dominate and yeah. the power to control and the power to manipulate. But the power of the peaceful is the power to liberate, is the power to heal. It's the power that I think we need at this time to deal with these emergency situations of violence that are erupting. And, you know, we think of Neighborhood Watch where communities sort of empower themselves. Okay, we need to watch our neighborhood here for security reasons, make sure, you know, that you know, strange things are not happening. Now we can move to the next level of Neighborhood Peace Watch. Are we watching, you know, the violence that are going on in our own homes or our shouting or screaming that's happening down the road? Are we beginning to commit ourselves to all the skills and capacities that can be now taught and translated to give peace because those episodes of violence are in the circuitry of families and communities and somehow we are not paying attention to the outriders, the loners, the isolated, the alienated. And that's what peace does. It says, something is wrong over here. Let me go address it. Mahatma Gandhi said it would be easier to give bl- sight to a blind person than to teach nonviolence to a coward. Mm. So being the change for him was standing in your courage, the courage to knock on the neighbor's door and say, you know, I did hear this shouting, can I help? Is, does anybody need help? Or I saw your kid in the backyard, you know, guzzling down the whiskey. Let's deal with this situation. We tend to turn a blind eye and become alienated as societies. And peace is about facing into what is needed right in front of us. It's always right in front of us. You know, one of the things I would love to talk about when we come back is is this place of uh, of standing in our power and how it shows up. You know, what does it mean to be of service to another person? James O.D. joining me here today. James, when we come back, I'd love to have you share the incident that happened to you personally, that transformative moment, you know, where you were part of a violent act and left in the street uh, to die. When we come back, we'll talk about that and how do we grow courage out of controversy? How do we grow muscle out of misconceptions? And how do we stand tall in our power, even if we feel powerless? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back, everyone. each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit ElizabethCookson.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? 
What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenn Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Gratitude asks Sacred Space, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which embraces each atom of your universe. I am that which makes your environment vibrate with very high frequency. I am that which attracts towards you all the hearts that you shelter. Wouldn't it be wonderful to allow yourself to bathe in the energy of your own sacred space every single day? Learn how to create your inner sacred space using our Essence of Gratitude Trio, which includes the Gratitude in Action, Actions of Gratitude book, our Essence of Gratitude journal, and our Bungie bookmark, all which emanate powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. It's great to have James O.D. joining me here today. As I said before, um, what you can do is go to his website, jamesod.com. And it's odea.com, jamesod.com. Uh, many people in this country continue to mispronounce it, as I have done so many times, but it's jamesod.com. You know, peace, healing, leadership, and creative emergence. Uh, these are the healing intensives that he provides. And, and, uh, you know, this is, this is such a moment in time, James, isn't it for us? You know, we are really, I, I did a, I was interviewed the other day and somebody said, how would you describe, if you, if you had to come up with one way to describe humanity, uh, how would you describe the, uh, humanity? And the only thing that came out of my mouth was I said, I think we're all sitting on the fence of maybe. And I said, what would happen if we got off that fence? And I wanted to ask you the same thing about peace. Uh, it's so obvious if you get to the headlines and so forth that peace is not breaking out in the world, is it? It's, it's doing better than people think. Uh, you know, I really believe that attitudes are changing, beliefs are changing in the masses. But there is a lot, there's a long way to go and there is great danger, uh, in, you know, in places like Syria and and even here in the United States with these copycat, you know, mass killings, we have to face the wounds of the past and transform them. And sometimes those wounds are in the form of 
narrowness of belief, or mm. sometimes a victim attachment where we, it's the ultimate injury really that the one who injured you stays in that cauldron of unforgiveness and, and anger and, and we have to release that. And the brilliant thing is that when we do release that, something shifts. And I think we all get to a place in our life, you were asking me before the break about yeah. the knifing incident where I was knifed yes. in Turkey and left bleeding and this mysterious angel of the night you know, pulled me into his car and dropped me at the steps of the hospital and drove away. He didn't want to get involved, but you know, he saved my life. And out of that experience, in a strange way, I became so deeply committed to my life's purpose. And I don't suggest we need to get knifed to find <laughs> our commitment. But I do think we need to activate that sense of deeper purpose and commitment and to know that we can change these stories. And I think part of the challenge, too, is that the problem gets so you know, crisis-oriented, that we start to develop PhDs in the problem. We, we know everything about the problem. We can comment all night long on the problem. We talk and rant it with each other about the nature of the problem. I call it the snake eyes entropy of the problem. And we don't want to fall into the snake eyes entropy of the problem. We want to know the problem, face the problem, and yet be centered in the solution, be centered in that creativity we talked about before, centered in our own life's spiritual purpose, the activation of our capacities to change the story. And I believe that the emerging leadership qualities are so saturated with that visionary capacity that we are about to see also emerging creativity like we've never seen it before. So even as things get worse, they get better in a mysterious way. If you're looking inside, from inside, the capacity of humans, this, the solutions that lie ahead. So this is a vivid moment for us. Are you going to get further PhDs in the problem and sit inside the problem? Because then you'll be defined by the problem. Or are you going to actually put your consciousness into the heart of the solutions that this this, the cosmic universe has given to us for this incredibly critical period in human life. I say, say 2012 really is a kind of important turnaround year. Well, you know, when I when we look at 2012, there's been much said about it, uh, James. Uh, I, I mean, wide range of things said about 2012. Uh, how would you characterize the momentum building up? And in 2012, and and you know, what do you see in in the best vision you could have happening on January 1st, 2013? Well, I really am part of that movement that Barbara Marks Hubbard has been yes. spearheading called Birth 2012, and I have an essay in her book Birth 2012 called The Birth of the Peace Child, and I see that this is a time when the so-called average person really begins to show we've had enough of the, the media that gives more attention to the wildest, strangest barking of the craziest dogs and not those who are really transforming the story. Media like you, Dr. Pat, which is so needed. 
I think we're we're in that turnaround moment, and I think it's a big turnaround. I think the miraculous possibilities for planetary peace building are just beginning, and 2012 somehow we begin to see the the catastrophic results of ego dominated competitive behavior, and I think those who are in 2013, who've been shy about going into politics, will say, maybe finally we've seen we've we've had enough of the incompetence, of the of the animosity of the polarity, to invite into to step into new forms of leadership, social, political, spiritual leadership. Well, James, uh, you know this is been a very, very uh, unexpected journey, I know, for me in my life. Uh, what is your vision for the future? Because I have to tell you, I, I thank you so much for your kind words. I would have never in a million years uh, been able to predict that I would end up here after, you know, being homeless at 17 and and and, and really working my way out of uh, a, a tough childhood. But here we are. And, and I think we're all called to a vision. What's yours? What's your vision, James? I tell the story in the book of several people I know, many, in fact, who have bullets blown into their body and then the medical teams can't remove them. They're so deeply lodged inside the body. And, you know, the story of one woman in Northern Ireland where the bullet actually gets lodged next to her aorta. And I say, I think of that as a symbol for our time, that we do, in fact, have to realize that in global warming, in financial areas, in many ways, the bullet is in. There is massive damage being done. But even with the bullet in, Frances, you know, when she was told by the doctors, we can't operate, but, you know, get on with the rest of your life. She didn't become a victim, went around and said, well, I've got a bullet next to my heart. Rather, she became a person who did reconciliation work between Protestants and Catholics. And I say to all of us, let's recognize the danger of this moment and then activate that commitment, that visionary capacity that says, we can turn the story around. So I'm at that moment of the great page-turner in the human story. I can't wait to see how we turn the page because if you ask people... Think out 20, 50, you know, 100 years ahead. In case after case, the research shows people say something seems to happen in this human story to turn it around. And we are part of that. That's what a peace ambassador is, is somebody who is in that turning point, page turning point in the human story that says we see a future that is possible now where dignity dialogue, respect are the basis of the civilized order and uh, that's my vision Wow Paul, uh, this is uh, this has been for many of us, we've had to take pause in moments of our life and take these deep breaths James, uh, in the day to day and I want to thank you uh, for being steadfast for staying the course uh, and 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 being an, an amazing ambassador for peace. And thank you so much for all that you do. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. And we'll talk in 2013, and we'll, we won't know 
what's happened to us all, it will be so good. It will be so good, so juicy. For those of you out there, the book is called Cultivating Peace, Becoming a 21st Century Peace Ambassador. James O.D. joining me here today. If you want to find out more about how to become engaged, how to get involved, how to cultivate peace, go to his website, www.jamesod.com. That's O-D-E-A dot com. For more information about the Dr. Pat Show or Transformation Talk Radio, Go ahead and go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on VoiceAmerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.TheDrPatShow.com. Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today or online visit hayhouse.com. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello everyone, I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? 
Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts. Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. Aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and she... Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great, we should spread the word. Absolutely, spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. <laughs> 